we're going to continue in um, our time of, of hearing back uh, reports from uh, the field in Ecuador, uh, hearing back and connecting uh, your prayers with the work that was done um, in the mission field. So I'm going to invite Daniel Kwaki, um, recently graduated from the University of, of Florida and um, has begun a job um, with Keller Williams Real Estate. Um, that's not Daniel. <laughs> um, so Daniel's going to come and he's going to share on the work of God in his life. Let's give him a round of applause as he comes to share with us. My name is Daniel, for those of you who don't know, and um, this is my testimony. I'd like to begin my testimony by quoting the famous words of Drake. Now she want a photo. You already know, though. You only live once. That's the motto, YOLO. What a funny word. We all joke around and say YOLO every opportunity we get as an excuse to do as we please. We're all about that kind of life, a life without consequences, an excuse to do as we please, to satisfy all of our wants and desires. We're so comfortable here on Earth, we want instant gratification. We complain about it being hot, so we turn on the AC. We want fast food, so we go to a drive-thru. We complain about being broke, but end up spending money. We have so much, yet we constantly want more. We only think about ourselves, the pursuit of happiness, the American dream. We live as if we're never going to die. I stand before you and admit that I'm guilty of this, and I can summarize that lifestyle for me in one word, college. I use college as an excuse to live for the ways of the world. I thought to myself, I'll come back to Christ after all the fun and games are done. But what if I didn't? What if that day never came? This past year has been extremely difficult for me as I struggled in my walk with Christ and tried to figure out what I wanted to do with my future. But I can honestly say that our trip to Ecuador changed my life and put my hope in Christ. I fell in love with the people of Ecuador, the Equator. I mean Ecuador. <laughs> in particular, with a girl named Michaela. I first met her in my vacation Bible school class. During class, she was shy and timid, unwilling to participate in activities. But as time passed, she opened up to our team. Slowly but surely, she started to interact with us, and it was when we went to downtown Quito that her true personality, bubbly and full of laughter, shined. As I spun her in circles and skipped along the road, humming different melodies, she would cling on to me and wouldn't let go. Her liveliness was contagious, and there was a joy within her that was uncontainable. However, on our last day, as the teachers announced that we would be leaving, she began to cry amongst all the other children. Bewildered and perplexed, I tried to hold her and wondered to myself what could possibly make her feel this way. I think it might have been the first time in my life a girl has cried over me. It was only later that I found out her attachment to our team was because she had no father. He had left their family and she had never had a relationship with him, leaving a void in her life, an empty hole that couldn't be replaced. I then came to the realization that the same void would be so much greater if we didn't have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. We fill our lives with, with other things to fill that empty, emptiness. I tried using money, status, future aspirations, goals. We're living for things of this earth when we know they will fade away. From the moment I entered college until recently, I wanted it all. To have security, a retirement plan, a job, a wife, and kids. However, God was trying to teach me that this world is temporary and to stop living so much for the secular ways. To surrender it all to him and let go of it all because my future has been decided and to just trust in him. No matter how hard I try to plan my future, God has already determined my steps. While in Quito, we stayed with host families. From the moment we met them, Paul and Doris showered us with love as if we were part of their family, and they welcomed us with open arms and genuine smiles. They showed us around their petite home, prepared our sleeping area, and eagerly showed their photo books, inviting us into their lives. 
Even through the language barriers, our conversations were bliss. Luckily for us, they were both cooks. We would wake up every morning to a breakfast that one can only dream of. Other team members would jealously ask us what we ate, what we ate each morning, and we would honestly brag about it being heaven on earth. Then it got me thinking, why were the people in Ecuador so happy, so content with their lives? Though they didn't have much, they were so willing to spend it on us. They had jobs, yet they took time off and scheduled vacation to be with us. It dawned on me that amongst their tiny living arrangements and what little they had, they, lo- they loved Christ wholeheartedly. They loved because of their love for Christ. I kept thinking to myself, they were genuinely joyful because they were genuinely joyful and grateful in every aspect of their lives. They slept later than us and woke up earlier than us to prepare breakfast, yet they never complained or seemed tired. It's an innate part of human nature to want things, but at the end of the all, what really matters. Paul and Doris showed me that my priorities were mixed up. They reminded me what really matters in our short time here on earth, a relationship with God and his people. There's a quote I once read that said, yesterday you said tomorrow. That's often our attitude when it comes to going on missions, pushing it back like the rest of the things we want to avoid. Like many of us, I didn't feel a calling to go. I tried to avoid it at all costs. My mentality was that I'm called to stay and support. But no matter how hard I tried to run away, God had a bigger plan. Finally, I took a step and I can honestly stand before you now and say that my, that my God rocked my life. I was lost, running towards a dark, hopeless end, but God was working in me since the moment I strayed away. He convicted me to live as to, if today was my last day, to run this race together with others, to make every moment count, not for the things of this world, but for re- what really matters, to encourage one another when we fall and to love like no other, to give abundantly and be willing to suffer for Christ because we have so much more than we think and our eternal treasures are stored in the kingdom of heaven. I pray that God will move our hearts so we realize the brokenness in this world. Let's live radically for the one thing in our lives that actually matters because God is waiting for us to make and move a change waiting for us to move and make a change. Thank you.